This is Jake Taylor Jacobs with the ABS Brothers. And this is Brother Ben X. And we back, and we back, and we back. Nah, nah, nah. Hey, yeah. and we back, and we back. So nah, listen, nah. family, listen, listen. We couldn't bring you <clears throat> uh, an increase of knowledge. Uh-oh. We're not increasing, without increasing the quality Uh-oh. that's going into your eyes. Uh-oh. You know what I'm saying? Come we on. always talk about quality. We always talk about making things better. And uh, speaking of better, somebody got a new car today. The best. Brother got the Rolls Royce, man. Talk <laughs> about this Rolls Royce. Uh, I'm pretty sure many people probably seeing it on the screen right now. And you're probably going to be able to see it, uh, him actually go get the car on Instagram. But um, what I want to talk about is last week, like just last or week. two weeks ago, no, you made week. a it, you talk, you made an Instagram post, uh-huh. and this Instagram post was talking about how you was about to buy a car, and then you was you, you made a post about being um you made a post about being uh, patient, uh-huh. you made a post about being oh let me relax, I'm rushing. Then you make a post a week later saying, well, I think God just want me to show y'all. <laughs> What he can do for me. So yeah. talk about this change that you had. Um, I was talking about having your stuff in order. So in that, um, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about, because I was going to go get the uh, the Rose, uh, the Wraith that day. And um, I felt like spontaneous, like extremely spontaneous. And like anytime I feel spontaneous, I just want to go purchase something. Uh, 10 times out of 10 in my entire life, if I've purchased something out of, like, uh, spontaneity, it's been the worst financial decision of my life. Because I just go, like, I'm going to get it right now. I just want it right now. And I go get it. And I had to, and I gave myself that checklist. So on Instagram, if anybody go to Instagram, you'll see where I'm like, do you have this in order? 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 Before you go in Assets Before Splurging. Mm-hmm. Our company's name right. is Assets Before Splurging. Do you have all your assets in order before you splurge? And so um, I was actually going to wait. Um, until my birthday, but then I was beginning to get cold feet too again because, you know, getting a getting a Rolls Royce or getting a Wraith is, you know, like buying a house. Yeah. And that's, uh, for for a lot of people, the most expensive thing that they would ever purchase in their life is a house, mm-hmm. and I'm purchasing it with a car. And it, was, it wasn't until actually me talking to my grandfather. Okay, now before you go oh, there, okay. for, the, for the people that's watching, okay. what are some things or those things that need to be in order before somebody make a big purchase because you got people on Instagram yeah. saying, you know, y'all niggas done went out there and yeah. bought a car and, yep. oh, man, this car is yep. uh, 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 a $200,000 car. Yep. Oh, man, you shouldn't buy this because it's not an asset. Yep. It's not an investment. Yeah. Well, the, the shoes that you have is not necessarily an investment, but you buy that. So one thing that I want us to talk about is what are those things that needs to be in place before you can Go out and buy a luxury car. Um, actually, it's kind of crazy because we say have your assets uh, purchase your liabilities. Like, right? That's what mm-hmm. you're supposed to get in order. And actually, my asset did purchase my Rolls Royce. When I talk to people about building your own banking system, that's exactly what I'm talking about. My banking system is what purchased my Rolls Royce. So even though I went to go purchase the Rolls Royce, because I set up my own banking system, leveraging <laughs> policies, I'm still making 4 to 8%. While I'm driving the the the, the Rolls Royce, and I'm just gonna pay myself back like a bank, cause I live and I practice what I teach. And so one of the biggest things that um, I talk about in order, I'm actually gonna look here on my phone because I put it down in the IG on April 2nd. I put it down on my IG, and it says, um, "Is your estate in order? You know, what about your estate? Uh, we talk about your estate. We're talking about is your family in order? Do you have the prop the proper things in place to ensure that if you were to pass away tomorrow?" that your family has what they need in order for them to continue to move forward so you're not living the same exact type of lifestyle before. The second thing is, do you have active life insurances in place? So we talk about active life insurance. You talk about the guarantee. There's only two things that guarantee wealth transfer um, in America is real estate and life insurance. And only one way is guaranteed to be tax-free, and that's life insurance. So for anybody to be talking about wanting to accomplish wealth or wanting to generate wealth or wanting to uh, generate some type of income, become seven figures, and I taught you this, you can buy your wealth or Mm -hmm. rent your wealth before you actually earn your wealth. And buying your wealth or renting your wealth before you actually earn your wealth says, I anticipate of making this a year in my lifetime. Well, if I anticipate doing that, I might as well go and get insurance on my life on my ability to make income. So even if I passed away before I completed it, 
my family can still get the benefits of all the sacrifice that I was fighting toward. And so we talk about that. A lot of people misunderstand and misunderstand, uh, misunderstand the importance of insurance. Anything that has value in life is insured. This building that we're in is insured. The cars that we drive, insured. The jewelry that you wear is supposed to be insured. Uh, the house <laughs> that you live in is insured. The rental facility that you stay as far as uh, renting is insured. The highways that we drive on are insured. Up to $250,000 of, um, of money that's deposited into a bank is insured. Security deposits at a bank is insured. So to not have yourself insured or your ability to make income insured is, is, is asinine. Okay, now before you go to this next step. I got a bunch of them. I got a bunch the, of Before you go order. to the next step, um, with life insurance, yeah. I'm pretty sure many of us understand you get paid on that life insurance after you die, right? So you get paid a death benefit. Now, the way you show us how to do it is with a private bank, which is you have a cash reserve now. Right. So the question is, once they have their private bank, what is the difference from you spending cash out of your Chase bank Good. versus you spending it in cash with your uh, cash reserves? Right. What is the difference? So here what people got to understand. That you thought I was going to hit it, right? So what you got to understand is that even if You've been playing golf for a very long time, maybe 20, 15, 30 years. Everybody always takes a practice swing because what you have to understand is that in business, you can always have your mechanics off to where you're not going to hit it right. So the same thing is business just as you're taking golf. You got to take your time. And the best way you can learn how to take your time is in BWO. Because in BWO, we teach you all the strategies that you need in order for you to take your business to the next level. So when it comes, when you talk about a difference, which is actually my third thing I was gonna bring up with the family bank, um, the the reason why I love dumping cash inside of a um, inside of the insurance reserve is it serves two purposes, three purposes. One, my money is beating inflation. The number one reason that we fail to understand, uh, one, number one thing that we fail to understand when it comes to money is that your money as itself, debt cash, loses value mm. every single day. Three, and because of uh, the stimulus checks, we're talking about four to eight percent hyperinflation that's about to happen to us because of all the money that's been dumped into the marketplace. So it beats inflation. My money's making four to eight percent. Um, uh, I got a death benefit that's uh, up to up to eight to ten times its value in the marketplace. So eight to 10 times its value in the marketplace. That means if I pass away, my family would get eight to 10 times of worth of what I put in back to them in death benefit as a thank you. So I got my, my legacy secured. I also have where my money is in an insurance reserve making four to 8%. And then if I ever wanted to access that money, I can borrow against it. What borrowing against it means, I leverage the money in my account and I use the insurance company's money while my money is still making 4 to 8%. Well, when I look at my checking account, when I put, let's say, $10,000 in the checking account, all I have is the $10,000. I can access the $10,000, but I don't have a death benefit. It's not insured. It's not getting 4 to 8%. And when I want to uh, use the $10,000, I have to liquidate my money, not leverage against it. Versus if I put my money inside of an insurance policy, say I have $10,000 in an insurance policy, I can access that money. When I access that money, I don't have to use my money. Prime example for my Rolls Royce. All I did was contact my banks, tell them uh, my insurance policies, told them how much money I need. They wired me the money. My money is still making money inside my insurance policy while I go out and stun on people with a raid. Well, the beautiful thing about that is that if I pass away, the insurance company is just going to subtract what I used against my death benefit of millions of dollars. Mm. So my family still got as the asset of the wraith, and it's just subtracted from my death benefit. If I had that wraith money, let's say uh, $300,000 inside of a bank account, and I got that money out the bank account when I passed away, the only thing my family would have is the wraith. They wouldn't have the death benefit. So what you're saying is if you got... Are you saying if you got $100,000 in your cash reserve, uh -huh. so you got your policy that you're paying on monthly yep. or annually, yep. you got your 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 um, your debt benefit, let's say it's $2 million, yep. whatever, yep. It, but you got $100,000 in this cash reserve. When you take that, two, let's say you got $300,000. Okay. When you take that $200,000 out, 
and put it on the Wraith, uh-huh. are you saying you still got 300000 in your cash reserve yep. and then they only going to take from yep. your death benefits? So yep. it's damn near like nothing. you didn't even take yeah. nothing out. Exactly. Mm. And that's the whole purpose. So like, for for an example, I'm not going to use me for an example because I don't like putting myself in this scenario. So say it was somebody that's just like me. His name is Jack, not Jake. And he got $300,000 that he pulled from his insurance policies. But he has a life insurance policy of $5 million. Mm-hmm. He takes the $300,000 out to go purchase the Wraith. When he passes away, the family keeps the Wraith, and they just subtract 300000 from the $5 million. Mm. So the family gets $4.7 million plus for a full uh, ownership of the Wraith. So what did you lose? Wow. Nothing. Nothing at all. So when we talk about out here playing the game, these are the things that I talked about when it came to are your things in order. See, a lot of people out here, we're going to use in debt cash. Debt cash is cash that is losing value every single day. I'm using asset cash, which means it's kind of like, it's kind of like uh, you know, I was watching a show called Power. And what Ghost used to do, Ghost used to like to clean his money. So he'll take dirty money, put it in a club, put it in a, 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 a beauty shop, put it in a, uh, put it in a, um, uh, uh, a, uh, what do you, where you clean your clothes? Dry cleaner? A laundry mat so that that dirty money can now be legit money on the books. Mm -hmm. Well, when we get debt cash, when we get that money that's deposited into our account, it has no intrinsic value until we go and clean it. You have to clean it with an asset, and when it comes back to you, that's when you spend it. So for me, I've been cleaning my money for five years. So now when I can make and leverage, I can make my moves. Now I can pull from my, all my assets, and now I can go and splurge on things that will be considered a liability. Mm. And now it's in my benefit. Now because I have my LFC in order, which is the next thing. Do you have your corporations in order? Now all I have to do is put it in my company name. Now the cost of that car is now written off in my taxes, and I get the write-off depreciation, and I get the write-off the cost of the car, and I get the write-off the interest of what I pay back to my own banking system on my uh, uh, for my business. So my insurance, my insurance bank, I got to take a loan from myself. I get to put that on the books of my business. Then I got to write off the depreciation. Then I got to write off the whole value of the car. So it's literally a win-win. So when I look at purchasing stuff like that, other people may say, damn, but it ain't making money for you. Everything that I purchase is making money for me. Even if I purchase, if, if, even if I'm going on vacation, it's making money for me because I'm leveraging my asset like so that. So I think we're going to call that clip <clears throat> How to Buy a Rolls Royce for Free. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what that clip should be called. Now, before you go to your next point, yeah. we talk about net worth. Everybody, you know, I yeah. want to be worth yeah. a million. I want to be. Yeah. Now, I want to ask you this question. Yeah. When somebody gets a life insurance policy and their policy is at 2.5 million yeah. um as they death benefit yeah. does that mean that they are now uh is that does that mean that that net worth is now 2.5 million um, explain that um some calculations may may um they may calculate that if it's a permanent policy mm-hmm. if it's a term policy they won't because term temporary it's temporary mm-hmm. it terminates um but if you have a permanent policy or if it's paid up they may calculate that a part of the net worth but in truth, net worth don't mean nothing, bro. Net worth is literally paper calculations. You can inflate your net worth like people inflate valuations on, on a home. Mm-hmm. Give an example. Um, I was watching um, American Gangster Trap Queens on BET. And there was a woman on American Gangster Trap Kings on, on Trap Queens on BET who literally made over $20 million inflating homes. So what she'll do, she'll look at a house that was for sale. She will go, uh, she'll go to purchase the house. But she had a connection with somebody who was uh, uh, an inspector for houses. So they inflated the value of the house. So they'll inflate the value of the house. She owned that company. So when they inflated the value of the house, they took that, went to the bank, and got the bank to give them the money for the inflated value of the house. Mm. <laughs> and so now you got a house that's a million. They, they inflated it to make it worth $3 million. She went to the bank and got $3 million, pocketed the $2 million, and paid a million for the house. All of those are paper. That's why you see wealthy people, depending on taxes, they deflate their net worth, they raise their net worth, because all it is is computer paperwork and assumptions on what the value of the assets that you have, if it were to be purchased. But a net worth means nothing if nobody's going to write a check and pay for it. So when you talk about net worth, you're talking about guarantees, things that you know is going to cash out. For me, personally, I consider insurance, if that's a part of your your actual wealth plan and you got permanent policies, I consider that part of your wealth plan. 
and I consider that part of your net worth because you can actually cash out or you can when you pass away, that's going to be passed down to your generation, your next generation. It's an asset that you know that you own, that you know that you can control, and that you know that you can pass it down to your next generation if you were to put yourself in that position. And I'm going to call that clip uh, How to Become and Have a Million Dollar Net Worth at a Discount. <laughs> because that's all it is. When, it when is. I first met Jake, that's what convinced me. You know, because as a man who... Um, is a sole provider and you want to be uh, 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 the provider for your family, you want to pass things down, Jake made a great point. Jake said, hey, man, uh, everybody's sons or children don't always want to run the business. And, and, that's, and that's, that's, that's real. You know, if somebody, if my dad had a carpenter business, just because I'm his son doesn't mean that, you know, I want to be the, yep. the, the CEO of that yep. or I want to run that. But the life insurance policy, the way he, that he showed me, hey, man, it's written in my policy that they got to do X, Y, and Z to even get access to this money. Now he's ensuring that his family is going to be worth $400 million over a certain period of time because of what's written in. And to me, that's nothing. That's that's being a God. That's working through human beings. That's that's you setting laws. That's you setting out uh, your will and it being brought into fruition by other people because of how you use your mind. So I'm big on, you know, showing people that we, too, have the ability to say be and it is. And to have those type of that type of thinking and that type of strategy is showing what a God is. You can have a thought in your mind. You can have an idea in your mind. Set out the way, set out the laws, will yourself, will the uh, the, the ability of others and make that thing actually happen. And the, so, big, and the biggest thing is that, like, what we fail to realize is that if, if everyone wants to mimic or um, mimic behaviors of God, God doesn't make us do anything. Mm. He gives us options. And, and he allows us to use our gift in whatever way we see fit to use our gift. As long as we're using our gift, we can, we can tap into our inheritance. Facts. So when you're talking about running a God-like family, your job isn't to pass down your business to your child. Mm -hmm. Your job is to pass down options. Options. That's it, options. So your child can say, I want to draw, and because I want to draw, my daddy said, if it's in my gift, I'm gifted at drawing. I want to travel the entire world, and I want to give my paintings away to art galleries, nonprofit art galleries for no price. Your inheritance should be able to cover that. Not, uh, uh, baby, you do art, but I need you to run our business, our finance business. Now you're going to have somebody who is unfulfilled Mm -hmm. Running a business that used to fulfill you. Because it don't say that your dad's business will make room for you. It says that your gift That's right. will make room for That's you. Right. So if you're not operating in your gift and yep. in your purpose, yep. you're not even going to be at the highest potential yep. to be able to succeed. Yep. So um, when Jay broke down that if I got $100,000 in my bank account and I take $50,000 out, of course I say, well, you got $50,000 left. He said, no, you have $100,000 still left in. At this point, after this episode, I want to look at all the cameras. <laughs> all of the cameras. I'm, I'm, looking dead, I'm looking you dead in your eyes. If you don't have life insurance after this episode, the way he just broke down, how he got the wraith, how he just broke down, you can pay a couple hundred dollars. Or if you got the bag, $20,000 a month, $25,000 a month, and guarantee that your family is going to get generational wealth. See, we... We building generational wealth, talking about, yeah, I'm working 9 to 5, I'm working 24-7, I'm building generational wealth. And to have a brother to say, hey, fam, you're working too hard, just, just buy it. Yep. There's no reason we shouldn't have it. It's too many of us as black people, when we die, doing the GoFundMes. There's yep. no reason at this point we should be doing GoFundMes when you literally can get a term policy. Start there, $20 a yep. month, Some $30 easy, a yep. month. Like rent on it. You mine, can rent it. You can rent I, I mean, I'm going to just tell my story. When I first got with Jake, I couldn't afford no big policy. Matter of fact, it wasn't even permanent. It was probably it was, it was, it was probably ninety some dollars a month, and and my and and it, and it was making my car going dead. Facts. I'm talking about. This is fact. This man, is fact. I'm talking about because the life insurance policy. I guess they don't care whether you're in the negative or not. They still gonna charge your car. So I'd be trying to swipe the card out there in the, at the grocery store or somewhere, and it'll be a negative. I'd be like, Tate, the, the the life insurance policy then came out, huh? But still, if you start small and grow large, man. You'll be fine. But what's the most steps that you have uh, on here? Um, uh, you got to make sure that you have a cash-flowing asset. Um, you have to make sure that you have developed a strong active income earning skill set. Now, 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 this is the most important part. Everybody wants to get to passive income 
without having a strong, active skill set. What I mean by that is that um, everybody wants streams of passive income, but there is no stream without an active ocean. If you don't have an active ocean, what is the ocean? The ocean is the one thing that you do where you know for a fact that this is where I, this is where my money comes from. This is my active income. Because what we all have to understand is that whether you're actively working or not, passive income is 100% dependent upon somebody's active. So whether you're actively doing it yourself or you're investing in somebody else, it is still dependent upon somebody being active. If nobody was active in the world, you would not have passive income. And so when we look at that, you got to ask yourself, before I start trying to diversify my income, I concentrated my income. I said, how can I get the best at doing this? Everybody's saying, invest here, go here, a little, little bit of this, $300 here, $1,000 here a month. And I said, no, if I can make $100, $200, $300, a month doing this one thing, and I can become the best at doing this one thing, then it will make room for me in any other endeavor. So I went from focusing on a, an active income skill set that I could develop that can make me the type of income that can change my life. And then from active income, then I went back to where can I store this cash where it can at least beat inflation and give me some type of value. That's why I dumped my excess cash into my insurance policies because I knew I can leverage that. And so I'm making the active income, dumping it in my policy. Everybody else is investing in the stock market. And everybody else that was investing into the market, there's like a select few, maybe like one out of like, 1,000, 1,500 people that I knew that actually hit big on the stock market. Everybody else is struggling because they tried to go invest their way out the hole, and I, de- and I, sk- I, I developed a skill set, and I worked my way out my hole. So with that, now you can say, even if I lost it all, if all of my income is dependent upon passive income and it's dependent upon somebody else, I can lose it all and I can't get it back. Mm. But if I developed a skill set, that I can depend on no matter what's going on in the marketplace. As Grant Cardone said in that video, you can drop me anywhere in the world and I can get back what I lost. That is a wealth tip that everybody needs because it doesn't matter the marketplace. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. It doesn't matter if there's a pandemic. If you have an active high-earning skill set, you have an active high-earning ability to make uh, uh, income at a high level, it, no, it doesn't matter where you are. Now when you have that stability, if I go and make a crazy purchase, I know in my mind, not just based on optimism, but based on realistic goal setting, based on what I have actually done, I know for a fact I can go get it back. That brings a little bit of security to know I'm cool. Then from that active income, now you can start working on I can passively start investing. But when you start investing into other people's active and it'll become your passive now you're going to be looking at are you trying to be the best at this or is this another side gig Mm. so when you're investing into somebody else's side gig you're going to you're going to know for a fact that 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 lake gonna dry up and a lot of us we try to invest our money into other people's side gigs see i would rather invest my money in jeff bezos company no matter how high the price is to get in at this point because if the value of the company continues to supersend its current value, you're eventually going to make money on that asset. So it doesn't matter how high the price is to get in because I know Jeff Bezos in the game. He in the game to win. He, this is what he's looking to do. This is, what he's, this is what he's trying to accomplish. So it's easier to do that. So when you're in that position, so when you have your estate in order, you got your insurance in order, you start banking with your insurance policy, you develop the cash flowing asset. Let me let me let me touch on that okay. that, that stream of income real quick because um, I know some people watching right now who say, "Well, I don't have a degree, I don't have all these different skills," and this is why I believe so many people are striving to get multiple jobs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they don't have the right mindset when it comes to business, and I'm gonna get to what I mean by that. For myself, y'all all heard me tell the story. I was working at FedEx. Uh, I was throwing up thousand boxes on a truck. Yeah, yeah. And I said to myself, if I throw 5,000 more boxes on the truck, if I throw, if I go 120% more next week than I did this week, my paycheck is going to be the same. And the only way for me to increase my paycheck on a weekly basis is for me to work overtime. Yeah. Problem with that is I'm only one person and I can't scale time, neither can you, especially with your personal time. You probably can't with money, but with my personal time, you can't because it's only 24 hours in a day. So... To me, 
I think the, the 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 easiest people to understand this and to really do this is black people. Why do I say that? It's just a mindset change. It's about squeezing out um, as much as you can with what you already have versus trying to get everything else. This is what I mean by that. When you're in the hood, you on it. You limited to what you have. This is where the creativity comes with certain foods. This is where the creativity comes from. Prison when they're doing the spread. Now you got hot Cheetos with your with your noodles, and you squeezing that, and you put some mayonnaise in there, and you you making the spread. You doing your thing. And if you think like that about your business, for example, with videos, you may say, "Well, I want to be a YouTuber." And you saw somebody else doing YouTube, so you just throw a YouTube video up. And you think that's the only way to get paid on YouTube. Now, instead of you going to become an affiliate marketer on Instagram now because YouTube is not working, let's see how you can extract some more out of this YouTube channel. Yeah, you may not get, you may not be getting 100,000 views. You may not be getting a million views getting paid from the advertisement. Yeah. But can you do the affiliate link on that particular video yeah. and get paid 30% per sale? Can you buy your own shirt from maybe a Teespring or a... Uh, 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 not Shopify, but uh, man, whatever the, the 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 one for Shopify is. But I'm gonna just use Teespring for right now. If you got your own shirt and then you put the link in your bio, if you wanna buy this shirt, go buy the shirt. Now, not only are you getting paid from the ads, but you're getting paid from the T-shirt being sold as well. If yeah. you're an artist, stop just saying I'm gonna put uh, a video out there or a vlog. Put your music on the actual video and get paid from the actual streaming. Stop just depending on YouTube to give you the ads. Facebook to give you the ass. If you are getting on a consistent basis, 25,000 views per month, 25,000 views per week, now you can go out and get your own sponsorship. So the point is, you already trying to make it happen, and you already have been making it happen in the hood, making sure everything works. Your mama bringing in one stream of income, but she know how to make it happen. If she can take that same mindset of, focusing on one particular skill, one particular gift skill or talent that she has and figure out different streams of what she can do with that one thing that she has, many of us would explode. Many of us would do well because we've already been doing it in life. Now we just got to do it in business. I, I see it. I see it, uh, uh, brother, being kind of like a tree, right? Uh, well, I'm glad I don't have to do stuff like that no more. That's the type of job I used to have working with machines, working with physical labor. Now I make money off using my mind. You ever thought about AT&T, your insurance bill and your light bill? You pay that bill on a monthly basis. So yeah, your light bill may be $60 or $90, $100, whatever the case may be. But imagine that same company is getting paid off for hundreds of thousands of people. If you had a product for $50 and you sold it to a thousand people every month for $50, that's $50,000 a month. I want to help you all develop different products, different services to make money anywhere online as long as you got signal and Wi-Fi. If you click the link below, I've developed an ebook. It's called 50 Ways to Make Money Online. I want to help you out. See you on the other side. A tree has many branches, and on, on the branches it has many different fruits. Mm -hmm. um, but you don't ever see a tree try to go be another tree. A tree just operates in what it, what it, what it was made to do. And it literally grows more fruit from there. And I see a lot of people, I thought you was going to tell your story, um, how even as an entrepreneur, quote unquote, or a solopreneur, um, a lot of people think that you have multiple streams of income, but you too, as a self-employed person, have multiple jobs. I thought you were going to use an example hey, when you showed me the a dry erase board. Yeah. Uh, Brother Ben, um, when, he was, when he started first working with me, he FaceTimed me one day, and he was so proud because Brother Ben is a is a sponge. When you teach him something, he gonna and he gonna he gonna listen. He ain't gonna say nothing. And then when he got it, he gonna start writing stuff down, and he gonna be proud. He gonna show you. And um, with Brother Ben, uh, he FaceTimed me one day, and he had like nine different streams of income from nine different businesses and ways he was gonna make money. And I think with me, he only wanted to make like three or five hundred dollars a month. He was like, I'm going to make $1,500 a month on, on YouTube because he was trying to get his mainstream back. I'm going to make about $500 from you. I'm going to get about $200 for them. I'm going to get about $150 from them. I'm going to get $300 from here, $50 from there. This is going to be about $5,000 a month, and I'm going to be good. And I looked at that, and I said, bro, ain't you tired? <laughs> like, that sounds like a lot of work that you're doing. And a lot of us have the misconception, Brother Ben. We think that multiple streams of income is um, doing nine different things. Mm -hmm. But multiple streams of income is how can I make uh, uh, money doing the same thing a multitude of ways? Give an example. So if I'm a teacher 
and I'm teaching a class and I get paid to teach a class, that's one stream. But then if I take that same class and I get that class transcribed into a book and I sell the book to that class, now that's two streams. Now if I do, if I go on from that class and I do an audio version book of the book of the live course class, then that's three streams. And if I do that, then if I hire somebody and I tell them I'll pay you, I'll pay you a commission for you to go sell this book and we'll split commission, now that's four streams. And now if I say, okay, from all of this, uh, I'm going to put together a, uh, a course on how to uh, teach a class, make a book, make an audio, and get somebody to sell it. That's five streams. Now I'm going to say, okay, well, I'm talking anyway. I'm just going to get on. I'm going to talk on IG. I'm going to talk on YouTube. Then I'm going to get paid from YouTube or Facebook uh, from doing what I'm already doing already. Now you got six, seven streams. You created six, seven streams for doing one thing. People think that the multitude of streams is doing nine different things. You in nine different industries trying to master nine different industries and wondering why you can't get ahead. Concentration is I'm going to become the best in one industry, and I'm going to get really good at that, and I'm going to allow my talents and my gifts to make more room for me in that capacity. So a prime example for me, Brother Ben, I ran a financial firm. We were teaching people how to build a bank uh, using insurance. When I learned that and I got with you and I really learned this digital real estate, by the way, digital real estate, you'll be able to get it right now because this is the month in BWO, BWO Academy. In digital real estate, you'll be able to get access to BWO Academy, Bridging Wealth, uh, Bridging Wealth Opportunities, Wealth Education Company, where we actually teach you skill sets of how to manage your life uh, and, and take your finances to the next level. And Brother Ben X, the godfather of digital real estate, is teaching you how to take your brand and make it a viral brand and a trustworthy brand for your company so you can be able to produce money online. So when I began to start doing that, Brother Ben, I was already making money selling policies. Then I was already making money from my agent selling policies. I had two streams. The third stream was, then I, then, then I created a class, a course, teaching people what I was already going to teach them for free, but I didn't have time to teach everybody. Then from there, I made a book. I wrote a book, Private Banking Blueprint. <laughs> so then we created a book to go with the course that teaches people how to get the policy, four streams of income. Then from there, people say, dang, y'all grew y'all company. How'd you grow your brand? We dropped digital, we renamed digital real estate, dropped digital real estate because people have to make money. Now you got five streams of income doing the same thing you was already doing. See, that is multiple streams, not having multiple jobs. And what happens is hard for people to get to the age of stage of wealth, to go get their inner heart desires and their dreams because God will never give you a, an abundance of blessings if you're everywhere. And people think that all these ideas, like, it's, it's, no, that it's confusing. And God would never put a blessing as, as such as an inheritance in the hands of somebody who's confused. As a matter of fact, the word of God, it says, Brother Ben, a double-minded man is unsure in all his ways. Mm. And, and, and in the Bible, it talks about if somebody is double-minded, one minute they're here, one minute they're there, one minute they're cold, one minute they're hot, one minute they believe in this, one minute they believe in that, that is uneasy water. And if you think about a ship, a sh it's hard for a ship to sail in water that's uneasy. It's easier for a ship to sail in water that's a lot more calmer. And so when you look at this ship, this ship is our goals, our dreams, our destiny, our vision. And if we're always uneasy, if we're always back and forth, you got all these waves crashing our dreams ever so often because we can't focus long enough so that we can get this dream, this ship from one destination to the next, which is why it's important for us to understand the order that you must have before you go and get these things that you call a dream, which takes me to my last couple of things. Once you have those things in order, you have to have a trust in place. You have to have a family order, a family lawyer, and you have to have an active corporation. So what made me go ahead and get the, the wraith, Brother Ben, is I was talking to my grandfather, and I was telling him how I was going back and forth about getting a wraith and how I just felt like it was just a crazy purchase. And my grandfather said, didn't you do everything that I taught you? I said, yeah. He said, did you do everything that you teach people what to do? I said, yeah. And he, he asked me to, you know, explain the order. I explained the order. He said, so what you waiting on? And I looked at him because what most people don't know, the first million I ever met was my grandfather, and he lost it all. So I got to see what abundance looked like, looked like, and I also got to see what having abundance looked like and chasing abundance for the rest of your life. And I see that fire in my grandfather's eyes, but he just can't get it back. And I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that person that tasted all the finer things in life, and then I have to chase it for the rest of my life. 
and I don't want to be in that position. So there's fear. If it, it, it you know, it, it it brought up some fear in me that made me say, okay, let me make sure I got my stuff in order. And my grandfather said, son, you got it in order. Now it's time for you to be able to see the fruits of all the decisions, good decisions you made. Mm. And so when I did that, it felt so good to pull up in that, pull off in that race. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I wanted to touch on something when you was talking about um, uh, the multiple streams of income. Yeah. Because that's how I actually did this book right here, Separation of Death. And the only thing I wanted to touch on and really hit was um, sometimes it could be too easy. Um like, this book right here is a small book. Y'all can see it. It's small. But I've got great reviews from this little book. Mm. It's a powerful book. Man, I would pay more for this book. But to me, it's like, y'all don't even see me promote this because I honestly still feel this way, although I'm teaching on that. But all all this was was I went to go speak in Tampa. This is my first time being booked to speak outside the state. Uh-huh. And we just transcribed the book and made it into a book. Susan Victoria was the one who actually put it together. Uh, put the chapters, made the content, table of contents and all that. And it was only just simply me going out and speaking, transcribing it. So you don't have to be somebody who has to know how about formatting. You don't have to be somebody who has to know about how to tell a story. You literally can have a ghostwriter who can literally take your story, take what you have and put it into story form so that it's easier to actually follow. Another thing uh, to think about is uh, whenever you are doing these particular books, you can have uh, videos go out on YouTube as well. Y'all know my YouTube, so that's a lot why I keep doing the YouTube thing. You can read each chapter. You can read a chapter, skip a chapter, read another chapter, skip a chapter, which will make somebody say, man, I miss chapter two. Let me go read the whole book because that's what some people do with the um, the battle rap. Sometimes they have a, a, a battle rap or they have certain series that come out, especially with the, the short films that comes out on YouTube. They have a web series but they'll skip certain episodes, and the next episode is so fire, you got to come back and read it. So that's another thing. Not only would you be getting paid from you actually reading the chapter, if it's powerful and it goes viral, you're getting paid from the ads, but the actual video is about your physical product. So instead of you talking about somebody else's product or somebody else's product being talked about on your ad, you're talking about your own product, and now you're getting paid both ways. So the only point I want to make there is sometimes wealth is not hard. Like when he talks about life insurance, some people, I think, don't do it because they think it's too easy. We've been taught it's super hard, grind 24-7, and yes, you got to grind, but in some cases, getting wealth is not that hard. Creating a book is not that hard. Creating products, creating services is not that hard. We just have not been trained and taught growing up. So lastly, because we are almost to our time, so I think we did pretty well today, um, I want to talk about my decision. I was about to get into a mortgage. Um, the only reason I'm about to get into a mortgage is because Brother Jake also teaches it's not that bad if you can buy under five years. If you can get the mortgage, you can pay it off in five years. I actually thought, think I would have been able to do it within one or two, so I actually would have been damn near buying it. I would have never went into all of the interest that uh, a loan would give you. But the point I'm making is I decided that um, I'm not going to get the home, number one, because it's not a home that we really wanted. Um, it didn't have the type of land that we really wanted. And I kind of was impulsive because I know I had the bag and I was able to do it. Uh, yes, I want more space in the house. Yes, I want to have my own office to where I don't have to hear certain things. But at the same time, I had that same conversation with myself in my head with the list that he had. I watched Grant Cardone talked about, uh, uh, of course, Jake talks about it, uh, but I watched Grant Cardone talk about how he doesn't uh, buy a home. He rents a home uh, because it just doesn't make sense financially. When you buy it, he was talking about how you still got to pay taxes. And if you don't pay the taxes, they basically take your home. So you never really own a home per se. Then I started to talk about, do I got my life insurance in order? Yeah, I got the old life insurance policy, but the money you making now, you need to get you another bank. So I got me another bank. I sat down with Shan the other day. Got me another hey! bank. <laughs> so, so, so everything is starting to get in order now. I got my trust. My trust uh, then came in. My private trust then came Let's in. So all that stuff is in order now. But what I wanted to make sure I had was, hey, man, make sure you got this money uh, investing in the crypto. Make sure that you got enough money to invest in the NFT platform that you guys are making. You are young. Like Brother Jake tells me all the time, man, you still young. And I have to remind myself of that. Because of, and I think it's because he the youngest I, one in the I, crew I help of so everywhere. many people yeah. 
with the message that I catch myself, and it's been since I was early 20s, I got to help the youth. I'm early 20s talking about I got to help the youth, but I'm the youth. So I actually, growing up playing basketball, anything that I've ever done, I've always hung around, and Jake brought this up this morning while we was driving, but I've always hung around people that was older than me, 40 and stuff like that. Like, I'm used to playing up in basketball. When it comes to just life, I'm used to being around older people. And, of course, now my mentor and teacher, spiritual teacher, is the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. He's 80-plus years old, so I'm always having the mindset of an elder helping the youth, but I am the youth. So I just wanted to um, talk about that, the difference between mortgage and rent, because that's kind of where we met as well. Right before I met Jake, I was about to get into a mortgage with another home, and it was because I was moving out of an apartment building and going into a home that I really didn't like then either. Um, and then Brother Jake, I knew he had some money. I knew he had a business. And I went over to his house one day, and I was coming to film, and it was an apartment. And in my head, I'm like, they told me he got a seven-figure business, and he living <laughs> in an apartment building. Then I heard him I overheard him talk about renting. And then he just now, I think he was indirectly talking to me. He started to talk about the benefit of renting. He was like, yeah, man, I ain't got to pay for this stove. Some A hole get hidden. If you knock a hole in the house, I ain't got to fix that. And I know me, sure, I ain't trying to fix no stove, and I ain't be fixing all that. I ain't got time to be doing all that. So I was like, man, that makes sense, man, to actually rent. So let's go into the difference between buying and renting because I've seen people in my comments, I've seen people in other people's comments ask about uh. Well, let me see your title. Let me, how many homes you got? And da da da. And then I know you got that situation where you know somebody who got over ten homes, but they're not profitable. Yeah. So people online uh, boasting about how they got all this property. Property. So what if it's not if it's not profitable? So let's yeah. go into that last last topic: the difference between buying a home and renting a home, and I, why. I actually want to pose a question to you before we even get there, brother Ben. Um. Because I think it's I, th I think it's important for us to dive deep into this decision making, <laughs> because there are some people who don't have a big brother they can listen to, or don't have um, people who have walked the shoes that he's walking to listen to, um, and some people do, but they just refuse to listen. Mm -hmm. So, what in your mind makes you want to? makes you find yourself needing to get a wanting to purchase a home and settling for something that you know is ultimately not something you really want and then what makes you every you know what what makes you cuz there's people who have access to me or access to anybody that still don't do don't still don't listen so mm -hmm. what what comes up in you what if are they insecurities what what comes up in you to make you say i, I just got to get this and then what makes you settle down and then re-ask yourself those questions and then back out the deal, noticing that you never really wanted it anyway? To be honest, um, a gift and a curse. Okay. The reason, and I've been like this even before big purchases with cameras. That's why I got black magic cameras, and I had those before I got the money that I got now. The reason because, like, and you can ask Tay, I always believe that I'm going to get it back. So even when I was about to drop that down, I actually said this, I'm going to get it back next month. So I always have the mindset of I can get it, I ain't tripping on it because I know I'm going to put the work in. I believe in myself so much that I'm going to put the work in and I'm going to eventually get it back. And, you know, sometimes I start to, you know, do the YOLO. You only live once. <laughs> Go ahead and do it. Um, so that's honestly where it comes from and, and, and the, the self-accusing spirit that comes up and reminds me is just listening to you over time. Talk about your own story. Uh, you constantly sharing things about your grandfather. Um, me listening to other people uh, because I was in that, that devil on one side, angel on one side <laughs> situation. One side said, man, if you drop this right here, man, you ain't even going to have a, a, a lot of money to spend. You ain't going to be able to invest. I know you want to do that. Then this other side said, but brother Ben, I know you want some peace. I know you hear them children running past this door. You want some peace, man. Man, this will be huge. Or, Brother Ben, this is going to be a, another marketing scheme. See, if you show this house right here, more <laughs> money going to come in, so you ain't even tripping. Or, Brother Ben, after you leave this home, you can turn this into a museum, so it's not even a liability no more. It's an asset. So I was rationalizing the disobedience. I was <laughs> rationalizing. That's devil now. I was rationalizing me making this decision. And um, after I heard that Grant Cardone situation, he echoed what you said, but he was a little bit more 
he was a little bit more like, no, not at all. Yeah. So what I was doing was I was using the rigor room that Jake gave of, if you can pay it off in five years, you good. So I was using that, although I knew it's probably you know this and you know you want a gym, you know you take one lot land. This ain't what you really want. But in my head, I had I can get it back, and I had well Jake said I can pay it off in five years. I mean yeah. I can do it in one or two. So that's how uh, that came about. So I think it's a gift and a curse that um, as an entrepreneur, I've been optimistic. Yeah. And it started off with me, you know, investing in all type of businesses. I want to invest in Forex. Somebody, I invest $5,000 or $500 or $1,000 and he take my money. And then when he get to asking me questions, he like, now you know that was a dumb decision you made. You knew you shouldn't have gotten this. But my, my optimistic mindset is, even if he don't come through, even if she don't come through, I'm going to make it happen. And that's been in the past. But now I'm a, I'm a little bit more... I, 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 yeah, I, I ask more questions now, and I, you know, what I mean, I, I I'm slower to making that. I, I'm slower in making that decision, but I think that's what my gift and curse is being too optimistic. And let me just say something to our cousins out there that are watching right now: Don't let your optimism bankrupt your dreams, <laughs> <laughs> because a lot of us are so optimistic, and we believe so much in our ability, or so much that we're going to get it back. That you'll look up 10, 20, 30 years from now in that same position, or in the worst position that you're already already in being optimistic. See, you cannot get to the goals and dreams that you truly desire unless you actually look at your life for what it is and you're realistic about where you are. Because what are you doing at one o'clock in the afternoon at Top Golf? What you mean what I'm doing at one o'clock uh, in, in the afternoon at one o'clock? Uh, listen, let me tell you something. Brother Ben taught me skill sets that you can learn to as well on how to take what I've learned in all of my business experiences online and I can just use it from my phone. Matter of fact, um, I've created multiple seven-figure companies just from my phone alone because of what that brother showed. So, show that brother right there. Now, come back to me. That brother has literally showed me exactly how to take what I've learned in the offline world and how to take it online. But if you click the link below, you can learn the 50 ways that you can be able to make money so you can take advantage of the very same thing he taught me so you can take your life to the next level. So I'm going to get back to what I'm doing, making money online. thankful to God that I have a grandfather. One day we got to bring my we got to bring my papa on the show. Um because when I tell you like like and he's not even my blood grandfather. He's he's my step grandfather from my mom who raised me who's not even my blood mother, she whatever. And he took me under his wing because he knew that you know, he knew um my dad my dad was from the streets. My dad couldn't teach me what what my grandfather saw inside of me. And my papa he pulled me, you know, he pulled me to his, he pulled me to his hip, wore a suit every day. He wore, he wore slacks cutting grass. And his saying was, you never know who you may meet. You never know anyone's impression of you. So you always got to make sure that you're on par or you have your company logo. You have something that people can recognize you, which is why I'm always ABS uh, uh, down. I usually order the company down. Um, or I'm driving the company. Some, some logo somewhere um, where people can recognize. But when I, when, when I tell you, like, I had a I had a real life superhero. My father's my other superhero, but I had a real life superhero in my grandfather, who I got to witness. Like, like being like we would go places in Dallas, bro, and my grandfather's name was enough currency. Like, like we didn't pay for nothing. We didn't we didn't spend a dime. We didn't we didn't uh uh your your father know. Him. Mm. Your father was like, hey, your, 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 your granddaddy, Dennis Fisher, that's your granddaddy? Man, say, man. Man, I know your whole family. That's what your daddy said when I when you uh, retired everybody. your mother. He was like, man, he used to tell, he used to be at the school telling, uh, man, we was tripping. You know, you know, your dad was going into all of that. But I just remember the type of credibility my grandfather had in the city where he didn't even have to spend his own money because of the impact that he was bringing to the community, the impact that he was that he was delivering, and even a man as great as him was so optimistic and so sure of himself that he lost everything. Mm. And and I'm looking at my grandfather's life right now. And I was just talking to my mother on the phone yesterday, and she was like, and my my mom said she said you 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 really your grandfather's son, and I was like, mom, what are you talking about? And she was like, you did everything he was trying to teach us, and we see it in your life. And my, my mom was like, if my grand, if she said, if your papa ever had a mentor, 
none of us will be working today. And I said it was never meant for him to have a mentor. It was meant for him to be my mentor so that I can make sure that nobody works. And and seeing, like, like people got to understand, my grandfather in Duncanville, anybody know Duncanville, back in the day in the 70s, 60s and the 70s, it, it was barely any black folk there. It was barely, barely any black folk there. And my grandfather had the first house in that community that was black owned. Everybody else were white. He was the only person that only black African-American, whatever people want to call black folk nowadays, uh, he was the only person in that community. Everybody respected my grandfather. My grand, my, my, my mom had a drop-top red convertible as a sophomore in high school. Like, it was just crazy. And then to see all of their stories and looking at my grandfather's life right now, it just reminds me of everybody I see online stunting. Everybody I see, it's like the same sad story over and over again. And it scares the living daylights out of me because I go right back to don't let your optimism don't let your optimism write a check that your legacy can't cash. Mm, and, and I want to end it with this. Because what we're going to do is... We can talk is, about mortgages later. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about why we did not buy a house on the next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So make sure y'all tune in to the next episode. But what I want to close this episode out with is don't lose your optimism. Just have insurance on it. Oh, let's come on. Uh, come on, we can do that. We can partner. Don't, we can don't, don't can lose your optimism. Yeah. Don't, it's okay to risk. It's okay to see what you really calculated got. Risk. See what's all in you. Have yeah. a calculated risk, but have insurance on it. That's good. You see what I'm saying? That's I didn't good. have enough insurance Come on. for the amount of purchase Come on. calculated risk there you go. that I was going to put out there. That's good. So when you're going out there and I'm buying a little camera that's a couple hundred dollars, that ain't the same as dropping no bag on no house. So I got to have a different type of insurance. Come on. So to you out there listening, yes, go out there, partner, see how great you can be. But at least have your house in order. Uh -huh. At least have insurance That's on good. that purchase. At least have insurance on that calculated risk. So if anything happens, you still can fall back on some kind of cushion. My name is Brother Ben X. And I'm Jake Taylor Jacobs. And that's the ABS Brothers. Peace.